You're listening to Ask Dr. E, where Dr. Michael Easley answers your biblical and theological questions in 10 minutes or less. Here's today's question. Hi, Dr. Easley. This is Beth. I want to thank you for speaking out about the recent abortion laws in New York and Virginia. The pure evil of these is on the one hand incomprehensible and yet, on the other, not surprising given our nation's current morality. One thing that's added to my sadness and disillusionment is the silence from the Christian community, leadership, and churches. Where's the outrage, Twitter feeds, Facebook posts, condemnation letters signed by church leaders? It seems to me that with most of the recent social issues, Me Too, immigration, border control, and the caravans, and others, we see church leaders quickly join the bandwagon of protests and even traditionally conservative evangelicals. I'm perplexed as to why the silence in regards to abortion laws and pro-life issues. Do you have any thoughts? First of all, Beth, I identify with your feelings. Uh, a few days ago, I was lamenting with a good friend who works with crisis-assist pregnancy centers uh, that the only one right now that you can vilify without getting into trouble, uh, this is going to sound real pretentious, but I'm just going to lay it out there. If, if you're a white male, you, you, can, you can attack me and there's no recourse. If you're a white Christian male, you can be attacked with no recourse. Christians who stand for anything, and interestingly, uh, we've seen just in the past few weeks, it, Jews are now being attacked yeah. and not defended. Uh, so let's let's reel it back so Michael didn't get too excited. So so number one, showing outrage on social media, uh, it accomplishes two things: <laughs> it incites those who already disagree, yeah, and secondly. It attracts those who agree. Right. In other words, as much outrage, and I like the word, but if we show outrage, it's not going to change anybody's mind. Mm-hmm. It's going to only fuel the fire of those who are convinced one way or the other. Number two, social media is a very unreliable platform, and frankly, it is not trustworthy. Um, whether or not you buy into the algorithms and filtering out conservative voices and promoting liberal voices, I don't really care. All I'm saying is it's unreliable. And your tribe, my tribe, uh, big people's, uh, big, you know, well-known names, their tribes, we are all affected by these algorithms. And really, it's a waste of time to worry about it. It's just an unreliable platform that's there. Third, many good organizations are fighting the good fight without a lot of noise. And I'm not even going to name some of them because I don't want to draw attention to what they're doing. But they're doing really good work quietly and systematically behind the scenes. Four, and I'll speak for my part, if you look at our in-context Facebook posts, uh, you'll see things I'm very clear about. Mm-hmm. You'll see I'm pro-life. Uh, I suspect some of that stuff's filtered by Facebook. I don't oh, know. yeah, sure. I, I don't know who all sure. sees it. Uh, I'll, I'll post things. Uh, we post things as a team that are clearly pro-life, but I'm not screaming. I'm not outraged. I'm not, I, I reposted one that had a number of politicians from the Democratic Party who were all pro this, uh, I'll just call them fanicide. And, uh, you know, it was just reposting an article. And I said something like, sad, this is tragic. How did we get here? Uh, you know, something like that. But I'm not going to joust a dragon. Uh, it, again, you're going to only incite people that are disagree with you. Or, you know, those who who pile on, who agree. And Hannah and I, you know, we, we get these people that say really ludicrous things on the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. You know, these people are going to burn in hell or something. It yeah. doesn't help the argument. Right. It doesn't help anything. It just sort of, you know, vent. You, do you feel better now? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> you, exactly. Right. Worse. Um, so anyway, you know, examples of combative 
social media, I think, is, is just a waste of time. Uh, five, and, and I'll name names here. Um, our brother, John MacArthur, recently uh, posted a statement on social justice. Now, this is his point of view, and there were some other people, I'm sure, that contributed to writing it. I, I won't speculate on the names, but I'm, I'm sure it was a team effort. It was a solid document, except, and I'd say this to John if we were having coffee, the tone and some of the opinions were very poorly communicated. That's Michael Easley's one-cent opinion. <laughs> the statement took incredible heat from Christians. And, of course, those who align with John, whom I love as a brother, they agree with the statement. But if you read it carefully and look at the men and women who signed it, it's conspicuous by the absence of people that you and I would think would join on. So now we're getting, I'm of Cephas, I'm of Apollos, I'm of Paul, has Christ been divided? Hmm. I'm not saying you don't write a statement on social justice or a paper on marriage. I'm not, not saying that. What I'm saying is there are loud voices who do things, and there are people that work behind the scenes, and to me that's the body of Christ. And I want to be careful what I put my name to and what I don't put my name to. And uh, we're in such a vitriolic culture right now. Uh, I'm just going to say outrage doesn't accomplish anything. And so whether I'm going to scream louder with the platform I've been given, you know, that, that's, that's a choice you have, freedom in Christ. On a broader level, if you or I choose to engage in these topics, I'm going to say do it in your sphere of influence. So if you have, you know, some people over and you've got some people that are really, you know, they're pro this thing and you're anti that thing. Ask some questions. Where did you, you know, how did you get to the place where you're pro abortion? I'm really curious about that. Yeah. How'd you get to the place where you think marijuana should be legal for anyone? How'd you get to the place where you think illegal immigrants should vote and try to have a, a kind civil conversation. And, and you know, I, I'll say this because she's sitting right here with me. Hannah is extraordinary at doing this. I, I am not very good at this, <laughs> but I see her with her peer who have some interesting ideas, and she's like, well, that's really interesting. And I'm going, man, I need to learn how to do that. And that, that to me is engaging, not engaging the culture, <laughs> but engaging in a conversation where, you know, you do that. You say, you know, how'd you get there? Interesting. Well, I, th- I think this whole idea, and because I, I was thinking a minute ago, this I don't think this is generational. I think baby boomers expect this as much as millennials or, you know, Gen Xers do. This idea of if a Christian leader doesn't come out and say something on a social media platform, then their silence means something. And maybe it does sometimes. Maybe it doesn't. And I can't even remember anymore what the topic was. But Tyler and I specifically had friends say, y'all haven't said anything about this on social media. And we looked at each other and thought, "Huh? I mean, we're not famous Christian leaders, but it was expected because everyone else is doing it right. We should have posted something on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter coming. I mean, I I truly don't even remember what the topic was at the time. And he and I both had the conversation where we thought one interesting that our peers are expecting this, demanding this and, and deciding something by our quote unquote silence. And then two, how he and I would much rather have a conversation around our dinner table with just like you said folks and our I mean I, let's have a real conversation about this person to person and not let me put out a tweet that says something ludicrous and I, I, but again I think the shows how social media yes it's a platform 
but I think we've credited it too much. Well, that's, that, that is your sphere of influence. You have a million followers, so you should come out and say something about that. Well, how much good is that really going to do? Like you just said, it's either going to incite the people that are, yeah. It's So anyway, it, it's just interesting that somehow that's become a platform that people expect and demand you to respond to current events on. And I just don't know. Well, it's back to my, my friend matter. with crisis assist pregnancy. Um, they're not anti. They're not fighting the pro-abortion group. They're not fighting Planned Parenthood. Right. They're promoting crisis assist pregnancy. And you know this this shop worn. Um, it wasn't John Gardner. We use the quote all the time. All that's required for evil to succeed is for good men to do nothing. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know. And, and yeah, I get that. But you know, good men and women can do things quietly. Right. Uh, one of the, you've heard me wax on this, you know, Seth Godin wrote the book on tribes, which, you know, you may or may not want to read. Um, I've got a theory that we've become compounds. Yeah. That these tribes are screaming at each other and only the tribe is listening. And if you scream loud enough, maybe, maybe the compound next to you might hear it. But I think the the downside of these tribes in, in social media, it's, you know, we're, or aggregates of what we want to believe, and now we can create any nuance of it. The other thing I want to say about social media, it's a knee-jerk response. Yep. Rarely is thought given to a tweet. It's, you know, I disagree with that person. That person's evil. That person's wrong. How can you say that? That's murdering a baby. That all may be true, but you, you, you're not going to lose anything by not getting into that level of a, a fist fight. And I think for the Christian, you know, uh, being being godly and kind and, and careful is really important. If you've got a question for Ask Dr. E, call us or text us at 615-281-9694. Or you can email us at question at michaelincontext.com. We would love to hear from you. Ask Dr. E is a production of Michael Easley in Context. The music for this show is composed by Jason Germain. And you can find more biblical resources at michaelincontext.com.